0: and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> You're listening to the Superpod HeroCast, a Night Shift Radio production.
0: Yeah, we've got, we've right. got a dog update we can do.
1: Yeah. Somebody, somebody has a dog.
0: Sweet little Fagin. You, this is your second quarantine pet. <laughs> yes. As the Bean pointed out, now we have three animals. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hello, and welcome to the super pod hero cast guys with beers talking about movies with capes Patreon bonus. Oh, you haven't seen that. I'm Casey Ryan. I'm Todd
1: panic and And we watched
0: watched Hooper 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 closing out our second
1: season of Patreon with the theme. Oh, you haven't seen that as you mentioned (laughs) you started us off with the prestige. Mm -hmm. I followed that up with Rocky making you break your boxing movie embargo embargo back on. You came right back over the top with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. I followed up with Dirty Dozen. There you go. <laughs> I'm like You ended your selection with the Iron Giant, and I'm mm-hmm. wrapping up the season here with Hooper. 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 Hoopa drives the vote, Chief. So uh, as, as we talked about it in... The end of the Iron Giant episode, you know, for me, late seven, you know, born in 71, late seventies, early eighties, you know, Burt Reynolds is, you know, the, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Mm -hmm. And this whole sequence of films, many of which, most of which you'd already seen, Cannonball Run, Stroker Ace, um,
0: Gator, uh,
1: Gator. Yeah. Smoking uh, the Bandit. Yeah. Smoking the Bandit. You've seen all those. Um, but I had a hunch you hadn't seen this one. And, um, and actually, well, I I like this for a variety of reasons that I can't wait to talk about, but this is a great representation of Burt Reynolds really at the height of his fame, 1978.
0: Sure. I mean, uh, there's a joke in the movie about uh, Hooper's like, I don't want to have people kiss my ass. And uh, his buddy there is like, well, the last movie you made made a hundred million dollars. They're going to kiss your ass. That's, directly because of smoking the bandit. Smoking, smoking the bandit, bandit made yeah. 100 million dollars and they went, "Yeah, you can do whatever you want, Hal." That's and right. Maybe they shouldn't have.
1: Well, let's we'll talk about that. All right, but uh but we can't oh, we talk will. about that yet. Oh no, because since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? Um as per the norm I ended up over at Branching Out Bobble Shop in Township mm-hmm. 5 in Canillas, the finest beer selection in all of Central New York, in my humble opinion. Carissa was working, got the usual expert assistance from Carissa, but had a little bit of bonus help from Carissa's mom, who was in the shop. No way. Yes, very nice lady. Um, she helped us out. So um, we are drinking a beer, uh, a brewery that I'd seen before, but had have never drank, Six Point Brewery. Uh, Six Point was founded in 2004 in the rough and tumble neighborhood of Red Hook, Brooklyn. It was essentially a cult brewery, draft-only, mysterious, cryptic. But in 2010, they released their canned creations, and they've been tweaking, improving, and releasing new formulations ever since. Then, just a few years ago, May of 2017, they took their biggest step forward to date, releasing all of their ales raw and unfiltered and simultaneously incorporating new and incredible raw materials obtained over years of sourcing. Now, we're drinking one of the beers that's in their seasonal rotation. So they have uh, this Infinite Loop IPA series, Infinite IPA Possibilities on Never-Ending Rotation. This is a hazy IPA, and the title, as befitting the relationship between a stuntman and the star, between... A young stuntman at the beginning of his career. An elder statesman at the end of his. We're drinking Mirror Image.
0: Yeah. took me a second. I, I opened the fridge because you dropped it off while I was at work today. And I was like, Mirror Image? What the? Oh, uh, Ski and Hooper. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. It took um, me a And minute. also,
1: also Hooper and Batman.
0: Uh, Adam West? Oh, yeah. He is. He is just playing Adam West. He's playing Adam West, 100. Because they call he's him essentially Adam, a cameo. He's only in a couple. He's
1: only in a couple scenes.
0: But did, have you ever noticed that his uh, chair says Adam West? Oh yeah, no, he's appearing as himself. Oh my god! In yeah. a in a yeah. shitty James Bond ripoff. <laughs> the
1: the spy who laughed at danger. <laughs>
0: uh, did, you but, know, all right, but, did you know that? between the making fun of James Bond in this and then how they made Roger Moore in Cannonball Run, the Broccoli's sued Hal Needham in the studio. They were like...
1: I did not know that. Right but I yeah. I did not know that. But I did see that Burt Reynolds had turned down the role of James Bond.
0: I mean, this must have been before they're like, it has to be someone who's British.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but any event, Mirror Image, I thought was a, was a perfect... Um, Perfect beer for tonight's Mm -hmm. movie selection, and it, oh, it's juicy smelling and hazy. I mean, it
0: is. I can't even see to the other side of the glass. I'm very excited for this. Yes. All right.
1: right. So, hey, buddy, end of season
0: two, Patreon two. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that is as smooth as burt Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 70s <laughs> era birth Reynolds.
1: <laughs> That's right. 8% alcohol by volume, 16 IBUs. Uh, as always, you will not go wrong heading over to Branching Out Bottle Shop. I mean, honestly, um, I don't know. We would not be able to do the themed beers that we do if we didn't have Branching Out. Just
0: wouldn't happen. 100%. 100%. Uh, I got All no right. almost cast because this is pretty much like cutting Well, hold on. As, as much of the... Oh, no. we. Oh, we'll do... Yeah, so I was just going to say, so you can do your production notes, but I was going to make a Oh, no, no,
1: question. no. I was thinking reshoots and reactions, but we should save that for the season opener.
0: Yeah, there's no. This is Patreon, buddy. No one gets to reshoot right. Patreon. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Paying no, I was thinking, dark you're gonna rises. L- warts and all, you're going to take it. No, we've got some good That's ones true. coming up. What do you got for production notes?
1: Yes. So this movie comes out in 1978. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Not the first movie that uh, Burt Reynolds and um, his longtime partner, Hal Needham, uh, do together. But it's um, it comes after Smokey and the Bandit. You referenced mm-hmm. Smoking and the Bandit, which was a huge hit. Um, this is directed by Hal Needham, who is a uh, director, actor, stuntman. Um, and I think we shared on the uh, on the last episode... The relationship between Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham is said to have inspired the relationship between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. watching that, I was like, "Oh, I I see that so clearly." And in fact, I think what I really like about this movie is this this movie absolutely draws on Sonny Hooper and Cully, his partner. Uh-huh. Uh, that clearly is Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham. Sure. Um, so Hal Needham's a director, uh, written by a couple of guys, uh, Thomas Rickman, um, who's got a number of writing credits, a lot of TV, but, um, wrote the screenplay for Coal Miner's Daughter, wrote W.W. and the Dixie, er, uh, I'm sorry, not, that's not the one I wanted to highlight. Uh, The White Dawn was an earlier, uh, Burt Reynolds Southern,
0: nope. Is that, is that the nope. prequel to Red Dog? White
1: Nope. I was thinking White Lightning. Nope, that's not the one. I saw that and that's totally not it. Um,
0: oh
1: yeah, you know, it's it, mainly um mainly TV. Uh the TV movie yeah. Tuesdays with Maury, a couple other things. Which
0: is a great, great movie. But. Yeah. Uh
1: and then the other writing credit goes to Bill Kirby, writer and actor. He's got a f he's got about 14 writing credits. Um and, and again, a lot of TV. Other Mm -hmm. than this movie, um, this is uh, he. He wrote the screenplay for The Rose, Bette Midler, um, but otherwise mainly a TV writer. Um, I was gonna
0: sing some of the rose, but then I decided not to.
1: (laughs) We can't clear that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Fuck,
0: it's podcasts.
1: (laughs) I know, Um, but uh, finally the money. Uh huh. This movie is made for six million dollars and does a total. box office and rentals so you know total sales in the US 78 million dollars now in 1978 dollars translated today that 6 mm-hmm. million but 6 million dollar budget would be 25 million dollars today and the 78 million box office would be 323 million so it is it's deemed a not a flop but a disappointment following on The heels of smoking the bandit but again a 300 million dollar movie on a 25 million dollar budget is uh, is good math you know
0: yeah well Um, i i think i think one of the downfalls of this movie is that it wants so hard to be smoking the bandit but some of the stuff that hooper does in this movie especially on lot would have the studio would have fired him So quickly, like there's a couple of times I was like, and he's fired, right? That's, that's the conflict that's coming next. No, no one's going to. Okay. You know,
1: so the, it's the late seventies. So that would be the only thing I would suggest is, Mm -hmm. so first of all, this is an era, there's no CGI. This is the era where practical effects are the only effects. Um, And this movie is really. Uh, Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham's love letter to the profession of the stuntman, the stunt performer. Yeah, Um, And you know, it has, you certainly see the humor that you see in those other movies, Cannonball Run and Smoking the Bandit Mm -hmm. and Stroke Mm -hmm. Race. But I think that there's, there's a, there's a seriousness and a sensitivity in this that those movies don't have where those movies are just a hundred percent balls to the wall um you know slapstick comedy mm-hmm. um this is a much more nuanced movie i actually think it's a better movie um because of what's that kind of weight underneath it
0: uh, i just it takes such a hard left turn into that seriousness 40 minutes before the movie's over in an hour and 40 minute movie that i was just like and there were so many moments along the way where they could have laid a harder seed of this movie's gonna take a serious turn with stuff that is just thrown out the window. Like I don't know. There's there's a lot of the movie that I enjoyed. I obviously mm-hmm. enjoyed all the stunts. They're sure. great to see practical stunts. The guy who fell from the high wire, it now it I believe it still holds the record for the highest Practical out of the
1: oh, that I don't know. Out of the 200,
0: yeah, out of the helicopter, yeah, 233 feet.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's there's no wire, that's just that's a free fall,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and yeah, okay, there's a lot I want to get through. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah,
1: so the only other production thing I'll point out that obviously Hal Needham, stunt performer, director, actor, Burt Reynolds started doing stunts and. Was famous for doing his many of his own stunts. Um, so again, I think you know this is. I think this hits closer to home for both of those men than any of the other movies they do together. And that's what I like about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we roll the film? Well, uh, do you? You said you had no almost cast. No. Nope.
0: Got it. Uh, no, you know because I, oh, I can say it now because it felt like they were just cutting and pacing actors from uh, *Smoking the Bandit* you, you know, got, this you is the clearly field. yeah
1: uh uh alfie wise um oh, what's his name uh the the humane society guy. like clearly if you if you were in that circle then bert and hal put you to work in this movie
0: i mean sally field i mean sally field and bert reynolds made five movies together in the span of like six years six or seven years yeah.
1: And this is relative. This is right around the beginning of
0: their relationship. Sure. The, the um, only other one was. Uh, were they were they in a romantic relationship? They were. So they began a romantic relationship
1: late seventies. Depending on what source you look at, one or two years before this movie's released, um, and that went to into the early eighties. Sally Field marries another man in eighty four. But this is kind of it's you know, I think there's a number of parallels, uh, Burt Reynolds and, uh, Sandra Locke. The, isn't that her name? Oh, no, I'm sorry, Burt Reynolds, uh, Clint Eastwood and Sandra Locke, Mm, you know, you know, he, you know, she put her in her movies and stuff. She, he would put her in his movies. Um, you know, they were just, they were partners off screen and then they were in movies together. And, uh, um, so, there's a whole bunch of interesting things that I feel like happens at a time in Burt Reynolds life where uh, it's almost foreshadowing the end of his life or where he'll end up. So uh, all
0: sure. right, let's <laughs> okay. So all right. Burt. Let's roll. Let's roll the film.
1: All right. <laughs> 70s oh.
0: baby. Oh man. I, I, but it starts out so serious. Like, with him wrapping his knee, but then the music is like, it's fucking doofy. It's, it's the, well, it's the, it's the trumpets fanfare.
1: It is not Don Rickles fanfare, but it's mm-hmm. very much in that style, <laughs> which I think is meant to evoke like the matador, right? Like the, you know, he's, he's oh, clearly 100%. He's, you know, putting on his armor, right? So we see Sonny Hooper, On the bag, and out of the bag is coming an ace bandage. As he's wrapping that around his uh, calf, you see this this scar on his knee. Um, Mm.
0: And then, you think that's a real? You think it's a real Burt Reynolds scar?
1: I don't know. Later in the sequence, we'll see a significant scar in his lower back that I don't think is real. Um, The knee one, I would say it might be because Burt Reynolds in real life um, was a college football player. And well, maybe if he I remember correctly injured his knee, which ended his college career. Uh, he injured his knee. And so he was, so he, uh, went to Florida state university, which in the scene, when max comes to visit him, he's, mm-hmm. he's lifting weights. He's wearing a Florida state university, uh, sweatshirt. Uh, he was a good ball player. He got his football scholarship, but he injured his knee in the first game of his sophomore season, and then later that year lost his spleen and injured his other knee in a bad car accident. And that,
0: oh, yeah. So I'll do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're seeing really like the you know the matador putting on the ceremonial garb or the gladiator mm-hmm. putting on his armor, uh, but it's you know pads, pads, football pads. Um, you know, we see him pulling that- on boots.
0: I like the I like the one that's across his abdominal wall. Yeah, it's just it's just literally like if I get hit here, because bruising your abdominal wall can fuck you up for a while. The
1: one the one he slides like like tucks right yeah, inside that, the waistband. That, that Hoover,
0: yeah. yeah, that's. I had a friend in uh, high school who we went to Toggenburg. Yeah, uh, I did not. I did not ski because I've never skied, and I'm like, I'm not going to hurt myself. She was like, I got this. She fell and that's the first time I ever heard of someone bruising their abdominal wall. And like mm. she had to be like observed for a couple of days. And because they're not really sure what you've done, it's pretty much from your sternum down to your pelvic bone is your abdominal wall. And there's yep. so much shit in there that.
1: And no protection, it, right? It, literally yeah.
0: in parts of it, there's shit in there. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, like, yeah. So that's why I, I, I like that moment. I was like, Ooh, Abdominal wall. I know yeah. why he did that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so
1: as he's finishing suiting up, you know, he's got the boots, he's got the leather pants. Um, we see his his um, alcohol selection. He's got a bottle of Jack Daniels. He's got a can mm-hmm. of Coors beer, which again, smoking the Bandit, they're smuggling mm-hmm. the Coors beer because he can't get it east of the Mississippi. Right. Um, and that Coors Light, Coors beer. Um, and then what looks, I think uh th- did you spend any time on the the liquor on the the table there yeah, so there's really. a bottle in the back i was looking trying to figure out what it was i in you know tsphc army listeners uh if if you saw that i think it's a bottle of cuddy sark which is a scotch oh yeah i think <laughs> that's what it is uh but but i was that like I, about right between between the pads the scarring all over his body and the alcohol. I feel like we have a really good sense of who Sonny is right in that open is opening scene, which I love.
0: Yeah, like it, it shows it shows the darkness that is Sonny, but then it's got the goofy matador music, which also is not done correctly. He holds up his uh, oh, you went there you go. You went all glitchy matrix oh. there for a second. Um he holds up the one and he zips it, and when he zips it, it goes. Bwah! And then he goes to do the other one. I'm like, okay. And he zips it and there's no, and I was like, (laughs) it's right in front of you. Right, right.
1: How did did it once?
0: Mm. (laughs) So yeah, that, that was my first note. One of the zipper blamps didn't happen. Oh. Um, So he
1: finishes with a leather motorcycle jacket, a motorcycle helmet, exits the trailer, which again, now you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Even though you're not a, Tarantino fan? Well, no. you didn't watch it at all
0: because of that reason. I'm not a Tarantino oh, fan.
1: Boy, it's, I feel like, see, I, mm, I, I don't think even, you have to watch it. Try. I think you try. have to watch yep. it. I think you have to watch it as it is the most, essentially it's the most un-Tarantino-esque movie. It's a character study. Well, actually it's two character studies in one, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but anyways, Look, if, you'd, I, if, you'd, if you'd seen that, he, he steps out of this movie trailer that is like almost identical Leonardo DiCaprio's trailer in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spot on. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I liked the first two thirds of The Hateful Eight until uh, Bruce Stern got blown away. And then the movie just became a full on Tarantino movie. Everybody dies and, in horribly, ridiculously <laughs> violent ways.
1: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not it is not like any other Tarantino movie.
0: All right. I it, might I, give it a shot.
1: Um, if you subscribe to the belief that Brad Pitt is a character actor in a leading actor's body, then you will love the movie.
0: I could see that. I just don't like... I, I mean, I subscribe to Chris Pine. Is it character actor stuck in the leading man's body? Sure. Yeah. 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 So, so I, 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 okay. I, give it I a might. shot. I might. I gotta watch the lighthouse first.
1: Uh, that popped up on was that Amazon Prime? It's on there.
0: I have not. Mm-hmm. You really want to watch it? Okay, All right. it's our next Batman. Right. Yeah. Come and on, hey, speaking of which, my next
1: note. Holy shit, Batman's in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, so this is. You walked on the screen. I was like, wait. <laughs> And if Adam West was the American James Bond, like that's like he's
0: got the he's got the tuxedo on like I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. I could totally see that. Now, did Adam West have to grow a mustache because Burt Reynolds refused to shave his?
1: Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think how. So 70 so
0: have a mustache and they're like, yeah, sure, that'll work.
1: Okay. Yeah, great question. Um, I'm not sure. Like, what else was Adam West doing at the time?
0: Uh, oh, there was a really fucked up uh, horror movie that he did around this time. Oh. Uh,
1: Let's
0: see. What do we got here? It's a Titanic seven, cult movie. Hmm. Yeah, only see it because Adam West is in it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hell River. Maybe. 70, Curse of the Moon Child.
0: Maybe that's it. I so don't, I don't seventy
1: two seventy four. So uh, is he you know, Hell Rivers. In a, Hell Rivers is a World War Two movie.
0: No, that's not it. Is he mustachioed in any of this stuff?
1: Uh, uh, Curse of the Moon Child. A man gets caught up in a cult that demands human sacrifice. That's uh, got to be all it. right. That yeah, seventy two. Right. That's be- six years prior. Yeah,
0: I believe. Uh, I I saw it because Mystery Science Cedar three thousand did it. <laughs> but the added bonus was that Adam West was in it. Got
1: it, got it. Uh yeah, I don't know, but um the boy it, it just so grounds to me you look at that and so it's not a period piece because it's just contemporary at the time, but looking back like yeah, it's 70s and you when
0: when you're in the 70s, you know cuz the 70s had a very very specific look. Yeah, and, 70s
1: and that and, goes.
0: To the, oh, go ahead. Seventies, eighties, nineties, and like the early double aughts all have very specific looks. Twenty ten and twenty twenty, when we're doing period pieces for this, except for maybe this year, everyone will be wearing a mask. <laughs> well,
1: um, not everyone. <laughs> on, well,
0: fuck those people. Uh, it, it it's gonna be hard because I feel like style has just become where what would the whatever you want be comfortable in what yeah. you're wearing. You know, like Burt Reynolds looks great in that motorcycle th- thing, but that cannot be comfortable to wear that. I'm just looking at that going, God, that just, it's got a chafe and pull and, ugh. Uh, and he's yeah. hairy and he, he's not wearing a shirt underneath it. I'm like, Oh, don't it, zip it you in know, your it's, hair.
1: It, it's also the era of, you know, the, uh, manscaping, not a thing, right? like, you, mm-hmm. The hair is virility, baby. Right, like his his uh, his playgirl pictorial. Right, like is just the rug on his chest is as thick as the rug that
0: he's laying on. Right, like one hundred percent. He is laying on a bearskin rug, and he has bearskin. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. Uh,
0: so, so again,
1: all these characters. So Robert Klein, the very you know legendary comedian, plays this uh, diva esque director. Said you know to who be- he's supposed to be. Peter Bogdanovich.
0: Yep. Uh, and he's, one, he's wonderful. When I read that, I went, yep. yep. That's, that's Gans. That's exactly who he is. Uh,
1: so I can't tell you how many times the word character actor appears in my notes here, but Alfie Wise is Tony, the assistant director. The most He's not a PA, right? He's got power.
0: He's got to be first AD, I want to say. First AD?
1: Because he's not directing a unit. He's essentially the director's Gopher,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, he could. He could also. He could be. Could be a. a he could be a PA that a PA with power. Power, with. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's he's the most punchable person in this yeah. movie, <laughs>
1: which is clearly his job. And you know, he's and again, all these guys. If you've seen a movie from the late seventies or early eighties, you've seen these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, um But you know, it starts right off again. The stunts in this are, are front and center, and again. If you're a fan of real stunts, they're all here. So it starts out,
0: so, oh, good. Oh, Here's my problem, though. While we go through all these stunts, it's about a stuntman. Burt Reynolds used to be a stuntman. He doesn't do any of his own stunts. Um, And I understand this one I get he can't do because if he gets injured, movie's screwed. But when he's riding his horse later, and Sally Field is lay, laying there watching him, and he jumps over the fence. That's not him. Oh, I didn't, I and didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Clearly not. It's like, it's like Mel Rifkin. Okay, <laughs> it's like someone completely different, and they're not even you, trying you know, to hide it.
1: I don't associate so clearly in, in this story. Sonny Hooper, Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lives on like a a looks like a small Southern California ranch. With a horse yeah. paddock right next to the driveway, Dancer is his is his horse. But I don't associate Burt Reynolds with horse work. I know, I know that he started out in westerns, but are you familiar with him as like being a horse guy? So I wonder if I wonder if he's not doing that because he's not like an expert rider.
0: He's not that well. He handled the horse really well. So he that's can true. It, he he can. It's him doing it when it when the horse whinnies upward. Mm. That's him. It's just it like it stuck out to the point where I uh the Bean was in the room uh forcefully ignoring this movie. Uh and I had to pause well, it. Well, it's like, a classic. <laughs> I had to be like Bean, you gotta watch this. And she goes, What the that's not I'm like, Yeah, it's not the same guy. And I'm gonna
1: like, have to go back and watch that. All right. Uh <laughs> when was that? Do you remember about when that wasn't it?
0: No. In the- it was after, I think it's after, it's before the bar fight, so okay. it's pretty okay. early in So the it's movie. pretty early. Okay. Um, or maybe it's after the bar fight. It's when he's trying to figure, no, it's after the bar fight. It's when Is he's, it when she,
1: when he's been at the bar and she comes outside and he's riding
0: yep, by himself in the middle is, of the night? Okay. Yeah, it's after he's decided he can't do the sun. Got it,
1: got it, got it. Okay. The, uh, okay.
0: That we'll get to.
1: We'll get to uh, who else we want to talk about. So John Marley is Max (laughs) Burns, the producer. Uh, So same career movie producer could not be farther from his character in the Godfather, Mm -hmm. right. Who wakes up with a horse's head. Um, But is the really benevolent producer who has clearly worked with Sonny a million times. And it's him and Sonny versus the, the tyrant, uh, Roger Klein, uh, Roger, uh, whatever. Uh, Robert Klein is the actor. Roger. The director's name is Roger. Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah. (laughs) Roger deal.
0: Roger deal. That's him. Um, no, you know know what? Uh, uh, Marley's character. What's the uh, max burns. What max has is an understanding and a respect for what Hooper does. Yeah. Yeah. Director Fields is just like, yeah, whatever. You'll do this stunt. You, that's what you're paid. Deal. To Roger, deal. Yeah, deal. That's why I said yeah, deal. Yeah. I was just using last names because I couldn't remember his first name. No,
1: I thought you said Fields.
0: If Either- I did, you, you deal. go right ahead and you just buzz the shit out of that. <laughs> no worries. No worries. <laughs> Um, yeah. Fields is just like, yeah, you can, he looks at, he looks at him, like he looks at the cars that they're wrecking.
1: Yeah. And, and later as the, as the dispute lines up against this, this very dangerous stunt, you know, mm -hmm. Sonny is saying to Max, basically you respect, you know, your movies respect the performers and no one gets hurt. They're safe. And I was like, oh, that's a, even that's a sensibility that I would argue is probably not prevalent enough today. We talked, in dark Knight rises about, um, stunt people being injured and, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I, I really, I, I, I finished the movie last night and I was like, but the more I thought about it driving today, the more I liked out of it, it just, it, it misses a mark or two when it, what, of what it's trying to tell. I I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. And, and to be fair, This is the only movie in the
1: sequence, in my opinion, that has any kind of real depth to it. And I love Smoking the Bandit. I love Stroke Race. I love Cannonball Run. But all of those are hilarious, but there's no substance. There's nothing revealing about those characters in any of those movies.
0: You know what? I I think it's also the time that if it was a comedy it was a screwball comedy like cannonball run like that sure if it was a drama it was a heavy drama like uh uh oh what's the one i'm thinking of with with sally field norma ray oh which sure a couple years sure. later yeah, yeah yeah but serious so like when it takes that turn when uh she's sitting in the hospital like wait what what the fuck just happened they were he just flipped a car in the last scene yeah. to get the money for the stunt and all of a sudden his her father had a stroke? Wait. It, 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 yes. And I think there's an in between scene missing of getting us to that place and it's it's too heavy.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know? and you know what we missed earlier? Hmm. We'll just dr- I'm just we'll do it here cuz this is where we are and fuck it it's Patreon. Uh the IMDb score for this movie. Oh, yeah. 6.4. Wow. Okay. Which again again I think is people seeing Smoking the Bandit and mm-hmm. then saying, "Oh, I can't wait to see uh Smoking the Bandit as a stuntman and they go to see Hooper and that ain't it." No. You know, so Smoking the Bandit the year prior, oh, was only a 7. It's only a 7 out of 10. <sighs> That's
0: I mean, it's 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 not it's not Shakespeare. You know, it's a guy driving a car across country with beer. Sure. It's really.
1: Buried in this movie, not buried, but, you know, in this movie, there's real substance. What, and ironically, it's at literally at Burt Reynolds at the peak of his career, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, this is the, what, the second, I think it's 77 through 81. uh, You know, he has this like five-year span where he's, voted like the 78 to 82 he's uh the number one box office star for those years in the annual top 10 money-making stars poll a record he shares with Bing Crosby so this is literally right to be arguably at like the beginning of the height of his career and yet what this the theme of this film is aging and how we how we step back and allow the next generation to step forward um I mean there's there's, there's real depth in this, um, and and I think there, that's there why is, I like this movie.
0: There is, but I just like when Ski showed up. I was like, oh, okay, there's going to be some sort of conflict. But then they're best buds, and I was like, but that's what I like about it.
1: Is it is that they're not because you see the relationship that Sonny has with Jocko, who was you know Jocko was the was the last king. That Sonny uh-huh. replaced, right? And you see the relationship, and of course, you know Sonny is living with Gwen, Jacko's daughter. Um, mm-hmm. But you see the affection they have for each other, and I and I love the fact that it doesn't become this cliche of, let me, I'm going to hate the new guy because I'm old and this is the new guy, so I'm fuck him. It, it's not that, and I feel like this is more true to life.
0: But it it started that it hinted at it, like the way Bert or, or Sonny says like who's this guy like you're like oh I get it but then all of a sudden they go have a bar brawl and they're all best friends it, yeah
1: I, yeah so I wish there had
0: just been I I don't mind them not being enemies the whole movie I just wish there had been more of a distinct line of where it turns. Like, either or, where it turns or he doesn't have a problem with him. Cause it felt like you had a problem with him. And then they go to a bar and beat up Terry Bradshaw. Uh, and just, I, I don't know. So, uh, he, so
1: here's where I think that happened. So, I, so you're right. So, so Sonny is clearly put off by, uh, so the Jan, Michael Vincent, Airwolf, uh, the poor man's MacGyver, in my in my opinion. um
0: Oh, Airwolf, and I think of Jan Michael Vincent as the poor man's Michael Bean.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That I I can go got, with either. He's yeah. got
0: Michael Bean, but he he Airwolf was the poor man's MacGyver, sure. But Jan Michael Vincent is the poor man's Michael Bean.
1: That's totally fair. I totally see that. Peel, there's food and water. Come here. On, right there. She's looking at me like, I don't go on over
0: there. I just want to point out Fagan's just chilling, not yeah, giving yeah. a shit.
1: Damn dog. Uh, You know, when, so Delmore ski should ski <laughs> uh, shows up. Um, Sonny is a little bit put off by him. So he shows up in this hot, you know, this, this hot convertible. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think the moment, I think there's two moments that make the turn when when Sonny says, "You know what? This kid's okay. Let me. I'm going to take him under my wing." The first is at the charity stunt show when he actually sees Ski perform. Right. Right. So, uh, so um, there's a hilarious. Oh right,
0: I forgot about that. The chariot race. Yeah. With
1: so Hammerhead, he
0: say he saves him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So there's a sequence that so.
0: Sonny saves no. Ski. You know what? I, I completely take it back. Okay. I, forgot, okay. I completely forgot about the chariot race and that he, that his chariot breaks and he jumps and saves them. Uh, okay, that's but, the moment. But also, was, Ski
1: doesn't let go, right? Like, Ski's right. holding the reins, which I, I don't think he's, you know, like, that's the only control on those horses is arguably he's got the reins in his hand even though he's being pulled.
0: And from what I understand, that is one of the most, a, a drag stunt is one of the most dangerous stunts. To do like the one in, in, um, is it in last crusade where Indy is underneath the car and he's dragging himself like oh, that, that got, that guy had to get like Hooper pay. No to kidding. It. Yeah. No kidding. It's a, especially getting under the axle. You grab the wrong thing yeah, by my yeah. hand. You yeah. Know? That is last oh,
1: crusade. Like, that is last crusade. Yeah.
0: God, that was so fucking good. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, it is. It's the best one. It's the best one. Um, 100%. 100%, yeah.
0: One of the, the, the best, best, of best of the, of the three. three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did it.
1: That's why we have this podcast. Uh, yeah, so so that's the first moment. And then when Sonny, Sonny is surprised as it's going to be six stuntmen versus 12 SWAT cops at the bar, and he hears Ski say seven, the look he get when he turns and sees ski there, he's like, Oh, you know what? You showed up. All right. That's mm-hmm. the moment like you're in my tribe. That's that's so, the moment.
0: So let's let's deconstruct this bar fight.
1: At the Palomino? We,
0: how many that's where how, we are?
1: How many times does Cully want to go to the Palomino? It's an open Cully, bar. Uh, Cully Did you catch that? What's that? There's no roof to that bar. When that sunnies, is, there. No, that's later. I think there's an outdoors.
0: No, because you, know you can you can see the colored window that they were thrown through. It just doesn't have a roof. How is that possible? It's California. That's it is California. Yeah, <laughs> Southern California. It okay, it rains. Bar closes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. You gotta go home. Um, so, granted, their table is being very loud. Granted, they are complete assholes. But but these that's also are, their bar, right? Clearly, that's their bar. Yes, these are cops, let alone SWAT, that are there on a convention. They're going to have some serious disciplinary action come in their way. Hopefully, I mean, who knows? So yeah.
1: So listen, it's the late seventies.
0: So well, it could be twenty twenty (laughs) also.
1: Yeah. So no, I mean, they're not in their own city, right? They're in. They're there for this convention. They don't get arrested. Now, if they get arrested, then there's the possibility. And I would argue from a practical perspective, even that's in this era, in that era, isn't going to happen. But they don't get arrested.
0: That's Uh, true. That's true. But just, I I also enjoy that, you know, so Brad Shark comes up and it's like, hey, I got 50 cents in this jukebox. I can't hear any of it. And what is Burt Reynolds, what does Hooper decide to do? Fucking destroy the jukebox. And everyone's he, like, yay, thanks for destroying the bar jukebox. What the fuck is the matter with these people? Well, listen, I. The, so this is clearly their
1: bar, right? Because every it's like, let's go to the Palomino. Let's go to the Palomino. It's clearly their bar. Um, my assumption is the next day, Hooper was back there with, you know, 60 bucks to box? fix. Yeah. No, no, 60 bucks to fix the front of it because he's not a mo- he's not a movie star. He's yeah. a he's a stunt performer making a living at that and he's at the top of his field, but it's a field that doesn't pay incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Right? Um no, he's so my a
0: stunt s- coordinator on the movie too, so he's probably going to lecture bank.
1: Yeah. There. Yep. Yep. 100%. Um okay. but th- I, you know, I feel like if there's a th- if there's a tone for the movie, it's the bar fight, right? Like so last night or yesterday you asked if it was okay to watch this movie with the family around. And I was like, there's a bar fight, but nobody gets injured. And in fact, it's at a, the end of it, they're, f- they all go back to Sonny's place to watch stunt reels and drink and everyone passes
0: out. It's a stunt show bar fight. It's like, yes. if you went to universal, like here's a go- now, uh, two things on their way there, they're all driving crazy and Hooper drives backwards. Two things I want to point out with that. And something that happens in the bar fight, this movie is oddly pro woman. The only two people you see perform their own stunts, let alone an incredibly dangerous stunt passing from one car to the other are the two stunt women with them. And that's really yeah. them. It's yeah. them the rest of the movie. Now they're probably just stunt performers, but they still showed their faces and we're like, look at what these women are doing. And then in this bar fight, you know, hooper and jan michael vincent everyone's laying like haymaker upon haymaker on the swat team and no one's going down the one uh female bartender just cold cocks a guy and he goes down flat and she's like that's how it's done like holy shit (laughs)
1: yeah she is um she is the woman who uh, let's see what was her name i had it earlier
0: she's the one that hooper propositions later
1: Yes, who is the woman in the Lamborghini with Adrian Barbeau in Cannonball Run. What? Uh, yes.
0: Oh, my God.
1: She's a total smoke show. And, you know, sadly, she's an actress who is usually hired. Tara Buckman is her name. Um, okay. She, she famously has a, a topless scene in Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's apparently got some... That was a little bit uh, controversial, but Cannonball right. Run. She's the other woman in the in the, the Silent Night, Madrid.
0: Deadly Night. The one with Garbage Day. Do you mm. do you know Garbage Day?
1: I don't know Garbage Day. I'm not the horror the, aficionado that you are.
0: I think it's Silent. It might be two, but this guy, <laughs> this guy's just walking through broad daylight with a gun, and there's a guy taking out his garbage. He sees the gun and the guy's like, oh, oh, no. And the guy literally looks at him and does this. Garbage day! <laughs> and blows him away and you're like, what? Just go uh, to YouTube and type in garbage day. I oh, guarantee- yeah, There it is. <laughs> uh, that was,
1: I think that was in part two. Oh, no, wait. Garbage day. High quality. Bitch. Oh, it's from part two. Wait, but it's picking oh, up your this. mic. <laughs> yes, that's part two. That's Silent Night, Deadly Night, part two. <laughs> uh, I have seen Jay. that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, right. and again, everything in this, everything in this movie is a stunt. Is a love letter to stuntmen. Mm-hmm. First of all, that that hi, that highway sequence where they're going to the Palomino. All practical effects. Fucking amazing. Um, but, you know, I'm watching this going, well, this could be, a, this is a shot right out of chips. Like this is like mm-hmm. this pack of cars going down the highway. They're not brand new. Uh, they're little, you know, solid beaters. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's 100% chips. Uh, the well, gag with the.
0: I don't know if they're beaters. I would drive the shit out of Hooper's truck. Yeah. <laughs> that truck is nice.
1: Yes. Yes. Agree. Uh, but it's just, it, you know, th- these are all the elements like, oh yeah. Smoking the bandit. Oh yeah. Cannibal run Stroker Ace, all of that humor. Uh, he gets a, so Hooper gets a, uh, ticket for, uh, driving, driving 55 backwards. miles an hour backwards. I wasn't going more than 50. Yeah. Backwards. Unsafe backing. Yeah. A great gag. And it's all, you know, the stunts are gags. I mean, again, this is
0: though, uh, uh, again, this that scene is buttoned by them assaulting a police officer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, congratulations, you just landed yourself in jail. If that cop pick catches up to you,
1: so that's the element that is fantastical, like Cannonball Run.
0: Sure, like, just like every single cop in this movie is an asshole. Sure,
1: even there's even the, even the Humane Society.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is just brought in for the stunt where he's got the dog. And then it just, he never shows up again.
1: Yeah. Uh, George Firth, another, again, character
0: actor, uh, such a weird little moment where it's just like, Oh, you can't do, Oh, you're going to hear from us, but not in this movie. (laughs) That's right. That's
1: right. We'll Um, save it for
0: Hooper Two. Hooper 2 uh, let's see what else. Uh, How about the, uh, of all the, all the praise I just gave this movie when, um, Sally Field's dad, what's his name? Jocko. Jocko is kind of mildly pressuring Hooper to get married. Mm -hmm. Uh, his casual dropping of the derogatory slang for a gay person. I was like, that's
1: one of two, one of two lines
0: that does not hold up.
1: Yeah. Now, in, yeah. So, like, what he's saying
0: is great. What he's saying is like, hell, gay people are getting married. You know, like that's everyone's right. getting married. He just chooses not the best word to use. You
1: know, for the time,
0: mm-hmm. th- there's nothing surprising acceptable. about that line. Yep.
1: Yeah. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and and see. and the way the character is written, if this was a today film, he would have just said the gays. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Like gays are getting married. You so know? he uses the
1: word f- that you, you would not use that today. Yeah. Not, not in the way he used it, but the, the, the way he use it, uses it, it is not, de- the, the statement is not derogatory towards gay people.
0: I know that's what makes it, it so crazy.
1: It, it is. It's a, it's an interesting little, Oh, I, it doesn't it, sound it, good. And yet there's nothing mean in that other than the it, word, the word itself.
0: It's like backhanded pro gay marriage. Like it's like yeah yeah you guys get married because you're that word and you're just like oh wait hang on right yeah back it's, it up
1: it, it, it is not the it is I mean uh, other than the word itself right because the word mm-hmm. itself has a has a hateful connotation or uh, has a hateful history other than the word itself the thought that is expressed there is not homophobic at all
0: no. That's so what I mean by backhanded. Like it's a compliment, yeah. but it's also using a derogatory term for them. So it's like, mm,
1: yeah, that's were, yeah, that's totally fair. So that that's one of the moments I noticed. Don that.
0: Adams said it on Get Smart. Missed it by that much. That much. That's right. What's uh, the other one? I'm I'm struggling to oh, remember it.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we're not there yet, but um, oh, okay, we'll get there. Uh, let's see. Um, so anyway, so anyways, the whole so the the premise of the the conflict here is. Uh, Again, I, I think you're spot on. It looks like it's going to be the conflict is between the old buck and the young buck. It mm-hmm. is not. The it conf- is
0: for like a hot
1: second. For a minute, and then yeah. There's the, yeah. Until until Sonny brings him into the tribe. You're one of us, right?
0: Right, um, right with this next son, yeah. The, the yeah, James so, Bond jumpstart.
1: Yeah, that's right. So then the then really the conflict becomes uh, between the professional, right? Sonny, for all of his hard living, and you know we see him get a... Um Cully, who we didn't mention yet, Cully, another character actor, the Mr. wonderful Pill James pusher? Best.
0: Mr. What? Pill Pusher? Uh
1: well yes. I well, I would I would say he's not a pusher in that Sonny's like, you got your bag. I need I need a treatment. Um but again, that is clearly the hell Needham.
0: No, you know what he's not, because he lets Sally Field oh. know that Sonny took pills.
1: Yeah. And in fact, you know, Cully tries to get. So there's a whole sequence. Eventually, Sonny will get to the doctor where he finds out how bad, how in, in how bad of a shape he is that basically one solid blow to the neck could paralyze him or kill him. Cully is immediately like, you can't do this. You can't do this stunt. So, so Roger Deal, the director, has this grand vision. He's totally rewriting the end of the movie. Uh, it's an, it's uh, this massive earthquake sequence. It's long stunt sequence that is going to culminate in a rocket car jumping over a three hundred and twenty five foot gap. When up until now, the longest car jump has been one hundred and eighty seven feet. So close to twice the, the world record. Um,
0: the conflict this is a be- real this is a real bridge uh, structure in Canada
1: okay yeah uh, yeah and at the end I want to talk about that and stunt sequence oh yeah
0: listen if I went to go see a movie with that stunt in it without like seeing all the behind the scenes especially in like from the 70s I'm like holy shit this is a like the amount of stunt that is just like Michael Bay must have jerked off to this as a child except this must you get to see thing. all of it uh huh. Right. Like, yeah, it's no you know shaky I mean? like, cameras. Yeah. Like he saw this and went, I'm going to do that, but with more <laughs> boobs.
1: <laughs> that's right. And I don't want anyone to see what I'm doing. So I'm going to just shake the shit out of the camera. Uh, so 8, really the thousand conflict...
0: cuts between one explosion. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. So the conflict really becomes, um, you know, sunny as the professional who knows better. Um, mm-hmm lured by the appeal of going out on top, you know, right? uh, really against Roger, the director who, you know, will sacrifice anyone and anything for his art. Mm -hmm. Right. Which ironically doesn't include himself because he's safe in the helicopter. Um, Jackalope. Yeah. What else do we want to talk about?
0: Um, Um, Just a, a real quick thing. When they're playing poker, and the writer of the movie that they're doing quits. And he backs up into the, the dumpster. Yeah. The timestamp for it is fifty-five thirty-nine. There's a really odd cut. He hits the dumpster and there's an obvious cut. And then he drives away. It, I rewound it like four times. I'm like, what was the need? for was cut? Yeah. Oh, that's weird.
1: I didn't, I didn't catch that. I remember that sequence you're talking about.
0: Um, Uh, Up till that, I don't have any other notes for them. I mean, there's this weird conflict where Sally Field doesn't want Hooper to do drugs, but doesn't really do anything about it. And then when he decides to do the jump, she's like, I'm not going to be here. But then she goes to it.
1: You know, and especially coming out of Smokey and the Bandit, my personal (gasps) opinion, I feel like she must have said, oh, I'll go do another movie with you because there's nothing... There's nothing about this role. The role of Gwen, there's nothing to it.
0: To seal from the greatest generation uh, people, as they talked about the women of Star Trek, the next generation, she's a fucking potted plant. She yeah. doesn't do yeah. anything. Yeah, She is there to look pretty and she, for the men to to dote over. Like, she's she has steaks. that one scene yeah. where she's like, my dad had a stroke, but it doesn't go anywhere. She's pretty much there... To get Burt Reynolds to the sadness that he needs to talk to Jocko.
1: It's the mother in the room who has cancer once. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Listen, you know, she is, uh, you know, sadly, she is a reward or a stakes, right? But she is what Sonny is risking because once Cully spills it, that Um, what the doctor said and how dangerous this stunt is that Roger wants Sonny and Ski to do. Mm -hmm. Then she, she does that. If you do it, I'm leaving you. And then she's nothing more than a reward, right? Yeah. Sonny's going to get her or he's going to lose her. Um, There's not. So again, I feel like this is, you know, when Dax Shepard talks about the rare opportunities he's had to work with Kristen Bell, his wife and how Mm -hmm. lovely that is. I feel like it's part of that, like, oh, let's go do a movie. We, we're romantically connected. Let's go do a movie together, and we'll just be together, and we'll get paid while we're doing it.
0: But to that point, did you see Hit and Run?
1: Hit and Run. The mm. Jack
0: Shepard movie that he directed? It's Jack Shepard. Uh, no, Michael I Rose didn't, and, and I
1: keep thinking I need to to watch it. It's oh, on yeah. Amazon, it, if I remember right.
0: It's fantastic, and there's this moment where Dax is driving his own car across country. I won't give you why they're doing it, yep. but it's very Smokey and the Bandit type. They've got a certain amount of time to get to a place. It's like almost like Dax Shepard's homage to Smokey and the Bandit. Sure. And um, he's there at a stoplight, and these two guys, one of them I think is like Taron Killam or something. It's like, got nitrous in that thing? And he goes, no. And they go, oh. And he goes, you know Why? I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to just say it to do it. He goes. Why well, he goes? Because only f- two use nitrous, and he drives away. And I was like, Ooh, Dax. But then the next scene is K- Kristen being like, Why did you use that word? Yeah. She plays. <laughs> yes. It's like I think that's a. Ter-. I'm like, uh, I see what you did. That's that's fucking genius. That's, that works.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I've heard him talk about that scene and that <gasps> interaction. Yeah. It's that's so good.
0: good. It's really really good movie.
1: So. um so this, this stunt is really dangerous. Uh, ski is confident. Um, cliff is building them a car that'll do the jump, but they got to land I, it. Um, I fucking
0: love cliff. Cause he's clearly like the actual like stunt card builder from, and they're just like, Hey, you want to be in this movie? Oh yeah, sure. Like he is just salt of the earth guy that is clearly like, I'm in a movie. Hooray.
1: Yeah. Hal Floyd. Um, he did this. He did some TV movies.
0: Yeah. He's just a I, friend of, he's gotta be a friend. He's of gotta somebody. be a friend of somebody. Yeah. agree. Not agree. saying he's bad. He's just, he's the, he's the guy. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll leave it at that for right now. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, so, so, to what, do this, so they say 50, $50,000. Oh least. yeah.
1: hundred thousand. So again, in, in modern day, that's almost a half a million dollars. No, no. Sure. Uh, it's a quarter, about a quarter of a million dollars each for this one stunt. In addition to Mm -hmm. everything else they're getting.
0: Um, and you know, Matt, you know, and then, uh, he finds out about his back and he's like, I can't do it. I can't do the drive. And they're like, I I love the thing where they say, uh, well, who can do it and who, what's the name that they use? It's, uh, it's the stunt coordinator for the movie. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't. That's the the joke. They're like, because they're like, yo, he's busy doing another movie. That's great. It's like this little meta joke in the movie. Oh. Uh, yeah, Sonny, S- Sonny Bar, Sonny Bass, Son- Bobby Bass.
1: Uh, oh, bli- sure um, Bill Burton. Billy bait Billy no, Burton.
0: Maybe. Maybe. But it's the name that he says he goes, there's only three guys in the world that can do this. And none of them are available. Because it's him, Hooper. The stunt and- coordinator
1: was Ernest Robinson. That's not the no, name. No, f- that's it. I feel like it's it was like a liter it was like Billy Burton or Blair Burrow. It was a alliterative name. I feel like it was yeah, and it's, Billy it's Burton who is an actual
0: stunt man in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that maybe it's maybe it's maybe it was um is stunt man. Maybe it's it's, it's gotta
1: stuntman. be it's gotta be. So Billy Burton is a stunt yeah. performer who has ninety-eight credits for stunts, going Fuck. all the way back to uh, 1966 and Good is working all through this time that that must have been a little nod to him
0: yeah it's a little meta joke because they're like he's busy doing another movie i'm like hey, that's great that's movie. great so uh, uh so but, but the max, mo- max steps up max is like if he says he can't we can't do it we can't do it so what changes his mind in the next scene with him
1: so what happens is um so Roger Deal, the director is the, the, you know, the wunderkind, right? Like he's the, and he threatens to go to the studio and, Mm -hmm. you know, Max does not have the clout to not let this be a hit. If, if this flops, this is the end of his career. He says, I'm too Mm -hmm. old to go selling door to door again. Right. Um, and so clearly what happened was, Roger made good on his threat and Roger called the studio. So this is a studio production. This is not like an independent film that they're going to sell to a studio. Studios calling the shots. Max is the producer, but he's not the ultimate authority. The studio is. And clearly Roger went to the studio.
0: Clearly. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I wish there'd been the scene with Roger with the studio or, um, Max with the Ma- studio. head. You
1: know, the, d- does it matter? I
0: show, show, don't tell. I I, I know. Yeah. Or,
1: we see the way that Max comes to Sonny essentially hat in hand, right? Like, yeah. I need you to do this. You got to do it. You know, Ski can't do it by himself. I need you. Um, And so this is the piece where, again, you know, I think of the work that Burt Reynolds did. So first of all, after his long absence, you know, when he re- when Burt Reynolds reappears in Boogie Nights, which I think is. One of the best movies of that era, um,
0: and one of the best lo- performances Burt Reynolds has ever given.
1: I, in my opinion, his best work ever. Yeah, a hundred percent. He yeah, he's, great, he's nominated for an Oscar there, um,
0: and he loses to. I did not look s- that up. Somebody. Oh, have you ever seen the footage? No. Oh, I, don- I also like- would
1: not expect that he's a good loser.
0: <laughs> yeah and it shows he's like yeah i should have gotten this it's it's pretty rough it's pretty embarrassing for uh,
1: like so that is 1997 oh he mm, he loses to robin williams for goodwill hunting
0: well he lost to the best performance of that year sorry robin williams is fucking phenomenal yeah yeah that is yeah. that is robin one of robin williams best performances 100
1: 100 um also and up against that, also up against that year, um, Max Forster in Jackie Brown, which is his best performance of his career as well. That was a tough, that was a tough year. Wow, <laughs> I mean,
0: that is who else was nominated? Who was Gre- the other two?
1: Greg Kinnear for as good as it gets.
0: Which is great too.
1: Yep. And uh I just had it, where was it? Uh Good As It Gets.
0: Oh no, I just
1: had it up, and then of course I clicked off it. Hold on, stand by one. Hmm. Oh, there we go. Uh, okay, uh, Anthony Hopkins in Amistad. <laughs> so that year, Robin Williams, Robert Forster, Anthony Hopkins, Greg Kinnear, and Burt Reynolds. I mean, that's I mean, a tough year. <laughs> I don't four and
0: five—that's tough. But I, I just—I don't remember Anthony Hopkins being like, "Holy shit!" in Amistad.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I yeah. wonder if that's almost as much of like. We love everything you do, and here's an opportunity and, to reward you.
0: And maybe a little bit of white guilt. <laughs> maybe. Like, oh, you made, maybe, you made a slave movie. So we should probably. Maybe. It's a any- <laughs> I mean, it's a Spielberg movie, yeah. right? You know, so Spielberg has no love for the. Uh, yeah, for the but Academy.
1: there's there is not a weak movie in that lineup. You know, it's not like it's not like any. I of would those- say
0: Amistad is the weakest uh, on there. Uh,
1: it- relatively speaking agree and yet even that is still a high bar to clear
0: sure 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 so yeah
1: you know yeah.
2: t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien is my microphone working it is hello everyone my name is pat benson and i'm here to tell you about my new show crossed wires it's for music lovers but especially those who are into the tech side of things Join me as I talk about guitars, electronic instruments and equipment, and conduct gear demonstrations as well as interviews with artists going through their creative process. My first episode, 10 Years is a Decade, is out now. Join in as I try to unravel a mystery that has swept the gear community. It's known as the 10 Years Pedal, and I demonstrate it on a guitar, bass, synthesizer, and a drum machine. I even get the help of some of my friends in The Strokes, Paramore, and Josh Scott of GHS Pedals, to try to get to the bottom of who makes this elusive pedal. To listen and subscribe to the show, head on over to nsradio/slash crosswires. That's nsrad.io slash crossed wires. All right, that's it. That's what my show's about.
1: So I just want to circle back. The second okay. moment that does not hold up. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. So when they when they go, t- they've agreed to do the stunt. Sonny shows up to see the car. Cliff's showing him the car, right? Ski's going to drive. Sonny's got to work the rocket system. Um, They take it out for a drive and they get hammered, right? They're at the beach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Again, a sequence that doesn't hold up to drinking and driving. Uh, Sequence with a sheriff where they, where Sonny sweet talks to the sheriff. The next cut is they're driving again, both beer in hand and drinking and, Oh, and you know what? I did not. My note is another gay joke that doesn't age well. Ah.
0: Are you know. going to it? Okay,
1: I'm going to it I get right here. Uh, Photog- okay, Queen of England's getting her picture taken. Mm-hmm. Queen says to the photographer, "Hey, I've got a brother who's a photographer." Ph- uh, photographer says, "I got a brother who's a queen." I a
0: yeah. yeah. Yes, the- I completely forgot. I didn't even didn't even register because all I was thinking was how were they getting off the beach? <laughs> that's right. That one's, right. You know, that
1: is a, that's a homophobic joke, but there's not a slur in
0: it. So it, it doesn't hit no. your ear
1: as the first one, when he says right. the word, F- it, and I'm like, Ooh, like, Oh, I, I heard Depends that.
0: on who you're talking to. Queen, queen at the time could be taken as. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And clearly in the, actually that jokes, that jokes worse, right? The, the, the gay person is Almost the butt, of, indirectly, the butt of the joke in it's that. It's the butt of the joke, yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. sure, um, sure. That, one's, that one's worse than the other one. The other one has a word that's worse. So, yeah. But those oh, are the only God. two moments that don't hold up.
0: Um, well, them drunk driving is not awesome. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yes. I mean, in <laughs> terms of. Yes, you're right. You're right. And also, like, drunk driving at uh, in a rocket powered car. I'm right. like, hang on. That's How right. many beers? I mean, I know it's Coors, what? so it's practically water. That oh, no, no, no. It's not Coors Light. It's Coors beer. That's what I thought. Coors. I didn't say light.
1: Yeah, but it's not water.
0: I wouldn't. What like oh, Coors beer? So, Coors banquet. Banquet beer. That's what it's it, <laughs> what it says. You, you ever looked at the label of Coors?
1: It's the no. official
0: bank. It's the official banquet beer. Oh, that's exactly ban- PL. I,
1: yeah, hold on.
2: <laughs> PL is peeing. We'll
0: be right back. Coors is five percent. Coors Light is four point two. So really, that's right. It's a pretty light beer.
1: Coors Light is agree, but Coors five percent. That's a that's a regular beer. So, uh, but when when they're at the beach, I mean, it's not what. Listen, craft beers are higher. Um, But oh, are uh, they? (laughs) But but Budweiser's five percent. So it's you know it's it's right in there. But when they're at the beach, when we first see them drinking,
0: uh. Did you, they've, it's they've subtle got at like first. A bunch of beers in front of them.
1: They ha, There's a pyramid behind them. That's the, yeah, the, the, that's significant, the amount of beer. They've sure. clearly, Even they've drank it, a
0: case of beer. That's what I'm saying. Even if it's 5% or, or Coors Light at 4%, that many, you're still going to get shit-faced.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's clearly irresponsible, and kids don't drink and drive. 100%. No.
0: Especially don't drink and drive a rocket-powered car.
1: <laughs> That's right. Okay, hang on. Damn, dog. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So this really brings us to the end of the movie, which is this stunt sequence. Mm-hmm. So... This well, wait, sequ- Let,
0: let's talk oh. about, let's talk about how they get the money because initially, uh, the PA, the first AD, whoever that guy is like, we can only give you $2,000, $20,000 a piece.
1: To- Tony, right. Tony is sent out to, neg- to negotiate, to lower the price.
0: And then he drives through a Western set. He drives through all these different sets and then flips and wrecks in, in essence, wrecks the car.
1: Um, and he's it- not
0: fired. It doesn't,
1: it doesn't roll over multiple times. It, it, but it, it crushes it drives that, up the half ramp in and and just then it
0: crushes that side of it. It crushes the driver's side. And that's, yeah. that's a, as someone who used to work in the automobile industry, that's a very hefty repair. Sure. Sure.
1: But that's also a different era of cars.
0: Yeah. They were practically tinfoil at the time. Yeah.
1: In the late seventies, an American car in, in the late fact 70s? that they,
0: how they crumpled. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. They didn't have the impact points that we have now. Got it.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, have you seen Ford versus Ferrari? Not yet. No. Okay. All right. Well, it's essentially the same, uh, negotiating technique that is used in Ford versus Ferrari is used. Yeah. I, I've
0: seen that scene with, um, um,
1: Ford. The Tracy second let's
0: yeah. Tracy Letts. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a, he's a, uh, Playwright. Oh, is he really? The guy who yeah, plays Henry Ford the second? Yeah. He's, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. Uh, Spike Teals is one of his. Uh Bug is another oh. one. Oh wow. I believe, right? Tracy Let's a Bug? You got me. He was also in Did you ever watch Christine? Not the the murderous car, the one from a couple of years ago with Rebecca Hall?
1: No. No. Oh. Tracy Letts. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. He won a uh, look up. Pulitzer oh, yeah, Prize he, for Drama. He, Tony Award for the best actor as well. Oh, he's an actor. I,
0: he's great. Yeah. Um but look up who wrote Bug. Oh Bug he's written
1: August Osage County. Fuck.
0: Oh that's, that's right. That's what he's done.
1: Yeah. That's holy shit. Man from Nebraska, the minutes. Yeah. Um Bug. Killer Joe, man yep. from Nebraska. Three sure sisters. Jersey Bug? No, no.
0: You ever want to see uh, Ashley Judd, and Michael Shannon, Buck ass naked? Because that's what you get. Ashley in... Judd. Okay. Well, we, so, 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 Danny and I went to go see it. Syracuse Stage did it a handful of years ago. Yeah. Uh, we went to go see it, and the actors are naked in that too. Like they wait. They're do. They're they've just had sex, and they're. I believe they started doing heroin at this point. And like he's like, oh, I found a bug in the bed, and she gets out from the covers first, and she's, you know, fucking naked and not like doing anything about it because, she... and there's a guy sitting in front of us who like kind of like perks up a little, and then he gets out from under the covers, dong in the wind, and this guy goes, <laughs> like he tries Leans to back lean back your away your yeah. the penis. He's... <laughs> like there's a penis back here too, buddy. I mean, oh, be... that's... And, oh, but that's. then he's funny. like. Taking the bed apart and stretching in ways, I'm like, good for you, buddy, to be able to do that. Because, wow. like, I don't think I could do a nude scene, let alone taking a bed apart nude scene.
1: Sure. So, like, stretching and revealing. Yeah. Uh huh. And it.
0: and when we and then like I'm like, oh, that poor guy. And then next year they did King Lear, uh-huh. and that guy was in, and I'm like, he gets to keep his clothes on, Yay. forgetting that he's the one who goes insane, strips naked, and runs through the woods. I'm like. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, this poor actor. I'm not going to Syracuse anymore. He's got to take my clothes off.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, So so um, you want to talk about the stunt? Like, are we there?
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're there. So
1: how about the fact that, so it's an amazing sequence Mm -hmm. uh, that starts with, so the premise is, it's this spy movie. The end, the end climax is this massive earthquake that, You know, as the town is essentially collapsing around them and they're being chased, they make their way out of town. The bridge detonates in front of them and they're going to jump this this gap. Well, they're shooting this as a single sequence, a single sequence. So in how about the two massive smokestacks? So there's these two like factory smokestacks that are fall and the director's like, I want them to just barely miss the car. And of course, you're only doing that once. Uh just the the hubris of rather than film, okay, the detonation of the building where it starts. The building collapses as the car peels away. Right. Like nowadays that would be a s that would be one shot.
0: Right. Or the, no, nowadays the smokestack would be CG.
1: Oh well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the gas station, the the tank blows up. While they're being chased, cars are going off the road. Cars are hitting each other. Guys on motorcycles are flying over hoods or, you know, tumbling and skidding. Uh, This is all sequence. And then the the bridge, it's not even like detonated ahead of time. There's literally a truck in front of the rocket car Mm -hmm. filled with explosives. The guys are going to jump out. There's a timer in it. And the truck is going to blow the bridge right before they get there. And so, that's the one where I'm sh- scratching my head, going, "This is clearly such a fantastical. This is the moment that is could not be further from reality,
0: right? right?
1: Like even allowing for a different time, there's no way you could have done that."
0: Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, in there, there's a point where the Trans Am that they're driving. The pasture side window gets uh, windshield gets smashed. Oh, I Something missed that. Hit it, yeah. And I was like, oh, and this is gonna be like, oh no, I don't know if we can do the stunt. The, the. nope. They're just like, fuck it. It's the seventies. We got this. It's fine. We Nobody saw it. I saw it. Yeah, that's <laughs> but right. That's that's what I do on this podcast.
1: That's right. Now, uh, you know, in the realm of being specific. Specifically, they, Cliff has told them that they have to have the pressure on the jet system up or the rocket system up to 1500 psi to make the jump.
0: And they only get almost it to, like, 12? immediately.
1: Well, almost immediately after they start, um, Sonny tells Scott, uh, Ski that the pressure's dropping. They're only at 1400. And then a few minutes later, they're down to 1100. The pressure's mm-hmm. dropped to the point where, as the explosive truck blows the bridge, Ski stops. He stops short and says, we don't have the, in a, in a moment that I would say suggest is the most inconsistent for skis character. Right. He stops and says, the money's not worth our lives. We don't have the pressure. And, and I guess Sonny at least is consistent with the idea that he's going to do this one because this lets him go out on top. This is his Mm -hmm. crowning achievement. And then he can, you walk into the sunset. Uh, Sunny convinces Ski. It's almost like token resistance. He stops. You, I mean, did we need that moment? If it no. doesn't mean anything, because he immediately overcomes his doubt and they floor it. Hmm. And of course, it,
0: they floor it. He hits the button, and magically, the 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 Trans Am becomes a Datsun Z forty.
1: I don't, didn't know that.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. When it goes over, I'm like, that's not the same car.
1: Um, that's not even close. I think – so my assumption is that really happened, right? Like, Now, I'm sure it wasn't 300 feet, but that is a car – and maybe the rocket is not functional other than decorative, but
0: – No, no, no. That car is clearing a gap. I mean – clearing a gap. You can tell because when it hits the other side, like it loses – it's entire suspension. Like it's,
1: and it goes sideways and yeah, yeah.
0: that car is done. So yeah.
1: So oh. the the stunt happens, they pull. So the car immediately, the suspension's dead. The car, it doesn't turn over, but it kind of basically goes into the ditch crew surrounds it. Sunny and ski are clearly
0: hurt. Ski gets out a little quicker than sunny and sure. Sally field gets her moment to do what she does best cry. Um, <laughs> She, nobody cries like Sally Field. Um, I, I defy you.
1: Who? Claire Danes would have a word.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no one cries like Sally Field and you're not like, could you stop? please?
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
0: That's maybe, fair. Maybe, maybe in Soap Dish, but it's on purpose in Soap Dish, mm-hmm. how, how much she cries. Um, sure, sure, sure. And she's like, hey, you know, you know, Hooper, Hooper, talk to me. And Hooper turns and says, I can't feel my legs. And credits. Uh, oh, wait, no. no. No, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Even true. though the doctor specifically told him, if you do this stunt, you're going to break your back. Because, again, it's not
1: – I think you, you nailed it. it. This is not a comedy and it's not a drama. And it's in an era where I don't think there were as many movies that were comfortable being both. Right. Right. So it's got to end on an up note. So Roger comes over, pulls Sonny aside, and basically is like the, look, you know – I'm sorry, you know we're doing it for the art. I know that you're a you're a, you're a big enough man to accept my apology. Sonny turns he Sonny turns. To the camera he breaks the fourth wall and mm-hmm. turns and decks roger
0: and I'm fine with that breaking in the fourth wall, but the movie ending with him going <laughs> was a little much
1: for is me. another fourth wall break yeah
0: it is it, it really is and then one or, one or the other one or the other. <laughs>
1: That's fair. That's fair. And. Movie. Movie. He always is the bad guy who gets it in the air. Except there's an outtakes reel.
0: Now this is. Is it outtakes? It felt like it was just, except for, oh, you know what we didn't talk about? That the, uh, when they're watching the film of Hooper's old uh, stuff. Yes. There's a deliverance blooper in there where he flips a canoe.
1: Yeah, that like yeah. they
0: hurt. That like they hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, like I you, didn't... You get that shot of Burt Reynolds when he's just rolling on the river and he just looks like he is in pain and pissed that he fucked that up.
1: Yeah, so that's the second... So they're clearly... This is after the bar fight and the SWAT team has become buddies with the stuntmen and they all go to Sonny's place and they're clearly... Wait, are the
0: SWAT? is the SWAT team there too? SWAT team's there too. I missed that. Is Terry Bradshaw there? Uh, I'm
1: 95% positive because it ends with basically like they've, they've both been thrown
0: out and it, right.
1: There's hammerhead. I fucking love hammerhead. Hey, uh, you're not
0: wearing any shorts. What if it falls out?
1: <laughs> um, so the first st- stunt we see here, the biplane and then the guy, transfers off he's a wing walker and then he transfers mm-hmm. up to the other biplane i know that i've seen that before i don't know what movie it's from but then
0: yeah the the uh the it's from a uh, walk to remember what <laughs> you son of a bitch The <laughs> walk to remember that's the walk to remember is it by re- war no, <laughs> no are you fucking with me okay yes <laughs>
1: I think this is I think this is at 3657. There's a guy passed out, and I think that's Terry Bradshaw. Does he have a red and black checkered shirt on?
0: Yes. Yes. So yeah. Okay. I completely missed it the the SWAT team. Okay.
1: Yeah, which again is indicative of like there's a bar fight, but Nobody gets hurt and then at the end of it, they're buddies again, right? Like it's right. or they're buddies now, right? Like it's
0: that's um, the, the respect is given because
1: yeah, because because it's not the hell they're own in a bar fight. Yeah. Where there's seriousness in the movie, it's not about a bar fight, right? The no, seriousness is about you know Sonny grappling with the end of his career and, and mm-hmm. what that looks like and how he's gonna be
0: remembered. Sure.
1: Um, but the outtakes, what's interesting is this isn't so this is before Cannonball Run. And I think, you know, Cannonball Run for me is really the movie where the outtakes, where mm-hmm. where the blooper reel really comes into its own, right? And then we'll see that iterate over the next few decades, right? That gets us to the um, all of the closing scene, you know, all of the credit scenes that we'll get in the MCU movies. You don't have any of that without this. To your point, none of these are even of the style of Cannonball Run. There's no... There's no breaks. It's just like stuff they didn't use in the
0: film. Some of it looks like it was, but like, but in those sequences, I was like, "Oh, is this is this extra footage to it? Is it just extended stunts?" I mean, I loved watching all the stunts again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't like that at the end of this uh, blooper reel. And it was again, uh, <laughs> Bert going, <laughs> the okay, yeah, absolutely. It's so stupid. Yeah.
1: So. Oh. Casey,
0: that's a movie. I, so, so I thought you were going to say when you were saying we don't get uh, the outtakes in Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh, sure. That literally have in the middle of them a blooper from Cannonball Run. <laughs> right, right. Y- yes, that's where they're going.
1: But this is like a proto, this is a proto also,
0: outtakes concept. Why haven't they, re- like if they want to keep rebooting stuff, Fucking reboot Cannonball Run? No,
1: no, please let's not. Though let's not because it won't be as good. No, no. Well, you know, you know what they tried that. Did you see Rat Race? Ooh, that's exactly, exactly, exactly. Let's not. Let's not remake Cannonball Run. Let's not. Let's. How about Gumball Alley? I don't know. Was that? Is that? No, I don't know what that is. Gumball Alley. All right. So. Casey, that was a movie. We've got some questions it to answer. Was a movie?
0: Yeah. Yes, and I don't have them in front of me. So me neither. Let's wing it. Oh, okay. Uh, who is your MVP? Uh, it, you this? It's
1: Burt Reynolds. I mean, it's it's got to be. It's his movie.
0: Yeah. It. The movie is called Hooper. It's Burt Reynolds, one hundred ten percent. Casey, who's your favorite character? Uh, the stunt car guy. What's his name? The guy Cliff? that I was. <laughs> Mm. No. he's so fun no but, okay. he, but he's no not you the, know what you know what he's he's the actor having the most fun i'll answer that now okay. um because he's like um, he got paid that's true
1: he got paid that's true
0: <laughs> adam west oh jesus
1: yeah okay yeah of no, course that's fine I'm listen
0: no no it's 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 um it's um his buddy colleague uh Cully, yeah, it's Cully. Yeah, me too. That scene Cully. where Cully gets fired, like that's the seriousness I wanted in this movie. Yeah, yeah like Cully's fair. like everything's great, and he's drunk, and they're like, "Oh, you're drunk." <laughs> well, I got fired. Wait, what? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's such a sharp turn in the right way. He gives me my favorite scene, which is the next question.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so my, my favorite my, yeah, scene. Same, same character. Uh, favorite character, Cully. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay.
0: And my favorite scene is is that. The best scene is when they come home after they've had their reconciliation or they've been at the hospital. So you're sure. already in that serious tone and Cully's wasted and you're like, Oh, we're back to screwball. But then all of a sudden he's like, Well, I got fired. And you're like Oh and shit! I, we're still in serious. Okay. And I love
1: Sonny's reaction to that. Sonny is incensed.
0: Right? Instantly picks up the phone. He's ready to call the studio. Like it's a it's a great scene for both so, of them.
1: Here's the thing: if you like the relationship between Sonny and Cully, then you have to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Don't tell me what to do.
1: <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Chuck. He has to watch it. That's right. No. Yes, that's Charles. Right. Um, uh, for me because I mm-hmm. think it. And I appreciate the drama in this movie as well. But I do love the comedy of Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham. For me, the the favorite scene is the bar fight.
0: <laughs> bar fight it, it's just yeah. fun. It's just fun. You know, honorable mention for me for, for the bar fight. Sure. Just because I'm like, this is a great stunt. So, you know, their sugar glass work, which is one of my favorite things, which actually Aubrey got to do. Um, oh, fuck. what? What was the show? She got to do sugar glass, yeah. yeah. I
1: need to ask her about this. This has never come she, up in the 17 years we've been together. How dare when she not? She tell was me that.
0: working at Cortland Rep. It was I No remember English. Pleased, her men- no sex pleas were English, I okay. think it's something. And she got to smash a sugar glass uh whiskey bottle over someone's head.
1: I need to ask her about that. She's never oh, mentioned yeah, it.
0: ask her about it. It's so cool to Huh. I was like, "Ooh, sugar glass, cool!" <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, sugar glass is what you use when you're smashing a bottle over someone's head, or if you're so going you're through not- a window, or yeah, or you're, um, like I said, a sugar glass too is yeah, yeah, um, it's there. It breaks super easily, so that you're not getting a concussion or getting a glass bottle over the head or cutting the shit and out it of your body cut. by jumping yeah. through a window, yeah. It it literally, you can take it and crumple it in your hand. It's because it's made sugar. Yeah, they had to do be like super careful with them backstage, from what I understand.
1: Oh, I totally got to ask her about that. Hey, Casey, what is one scene that you would cut?
0: I'd cut the okay at the end. I'd cut him going.
1: The so you're okay with one breaking the fourth wall, but the second one is just
0: silly. I'm okay with the the one there because we've all wanted that guy that character to get punched in the face the entire movie so i'm Mm -hmm. okay with the i don't have a problem with breaking the fourth wall see deadpool but for a movie (laughs) to go an hour and 40 minute movie to go through and not have anyone break the fourth wall and then suddenly have two in the last literally 30 seconds of the film i i was just like that's a bit much
1: yeah, uh, I that makes sense. I don't disagree with you. For me, you, you almost said, "I hear you."
0: And I, I did. I, go I, back but, on it.
1: I don't, but I don't, <laughs> but I don't mean that. My, I hear you. Is no, a, I know,
0: I know. But okay. the,
1: you're like, I hear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was, but that was definitely me trying not to say that. Um, for me, the moment that I would cut is actually the pause. Either it's got to be a different conversation oh, sure. in the car. Or just don't do it. Like, yeah. you know, it, it it doesn't make sense to me for what we've learned about Ski as a character. That doesn't make sense. And so, that feels awkward. Like I, either that needed a couple more iterations to work it out because what they filmed didn't work for
0: me. So a slight punch up.
1: Yeah. Would yeah, you yeah.
0: have been okay with Ski losing his nerve and Hooper being like, all right, I, I'll drive it and Hooper being the one that finally does the stunt that he wanted to do yeah,
1: yeah I would have been would okay. You be okay with that I okay. would have been okay with that I would have been okay with a different a different rallying speech
0: yeah because the speech just like we're gonna do it because we're gonna do it
1: it's a hundred thousand and doesn't he reference the money
0: yeah it should not it's, have been about the money yeah so yeah it should not have been about anything with the studio with the money anything it should have been simply like you said you were going to do this job. You're going to do the job. It's a sense. That's of what pride. we do.
1: Yeah, like this is this is a gag, and if we do a gag, Fuck we yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the way they so either either you don't get yourself into that problem or you resolve the problem better. But the fact that they mm-hmm. got into that problem and then how they resolved it that doesn't work.
0: I yep. agree. I agree. Okay. And uh, so, last question: Who's the actor having the most fun?
1: Well. So, it, so it's Burt Reynolds, however, again, mm-hmm. I, I'm fascinated by, I feel like we are seeing real moments of Burt Reynolds contemplating his future. When this movie is released, he's 42 years old um, and he's at the height of his popularity, beginning of the height of his popularity. And yet I feel like he's really grappling with some weighty topics. Despite all of that, he's chewing gum and laughing. He's doing him their Half of it is them doing their Im, their impersonations, right? Their impression right. of everybody.
0: The Jimmy uh, Stewart impression, yeah.
1: Well, well, well yeah, yeah. With yeah.
0: that guy, that that actor, uh, Cully, had done like four movies with Stewart.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. And Stewart the, was James alive Goddard. at the time. And
0: do you, you think, like, Jimmy Stewart was like, "Hi, hey, fuck, fuck yeah. you." That was my Jimmy Stewart. Was
1: that yours? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what about your, Casey, for you, actor having the most fun?
0: I already said it's the stunt car guy. Oh, Cliff. Okay.
1: Yeah, right. Cliff.
0: Cliff's my favorite. Yeah. He's he's definitely having the most, he's like, I'm going to show you all this shit in this car and I'm going to be on camera. It's great.
1: Oh, I feel like an idiot. I feel Uh-oh. like an idiot. Do you know? Uh-oh. So, no, no, no. So we've talked character actor, character actor. So we've talked about Cully as a great character, Um, the name that we've not connected with Cully? Roscoe P. Jenkins from the Dukes of Hazzard.
0: Right. Of course he
1: is. Hey friends, it's Todd. I'm uh, finishing the edit on this episode. I have no idea why I said Jenkins. It's Roscoe P. Coltrane. I grew up with the Dukes of Hazzard. It was uh, my brothers and I, one of our favorite shows. I have no idea what how I got that. If I was looking at something as we were looking it up, I, I don't know. I'm embarrassed. And so I'm putting this clip in to acknowledge uh, no idea why I said that.
0: Right. and I, then Right. I, mean, I, I remember reading that this afternoon because, because, um, Reynolds plays, uh, what's his face in, uh, not the Dukes. It in the Dukes Duke of Hazzard?
1: Hazzard. He's boss hog.
0: Yeah. He's that's boss right. hog. Yeah.
1: Uh, Holy shit. So James Best, Roscoe, who got a spin-off from the Dukes of the Hazard, called Roscoe.
0: Who also has a uh uncredited uh, write uh writing uh on this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, I missed that.
1: Um, but would would you like to know um how many you want to take a stab at how many actor credits James Best has?
0: hundred and seventy-three.
1: hundred and eighty-eight. Holy
0: fuck! I was pretty close. You
1: were pretty close. So his first one is, his, his first one, his first one is in 1950, oh, and his him. last one was in 19, It was in 2013, and then he died and two he, years
0: later. Yeah, he passed in 15. Yeah,
1: yeah. But holy shit! I, I'm so I'm so embarrassed. And of course, I'm looking at him going, "Well, yeah, he's an, a 70s actor. We know him for a million things. It's fucking Roscoe. Oh my god."
0: Well, that's okay. We shouldn't probably talk about the Dukes of Hazzard that much. Problematic. Yeah, that's fair. That flag is a little, like, I don't understand why you would want to fly the losing flag. I, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do we do the dad's breakdown or the score? First score, right? We do score.
0: Okay, we do yes,
1: yes. Okay, so Casey, once again, the movie Hooper, the nineteen seventy eight uh, action comedy starring Burt Reynolds, has an IMDb score of a six point four out of ten. What's your score? Seven.
0: Uh, straight seven. It's straight it's seven. good. It's good. The the stunts are great. There's just a lot of stuff with the script where I was like, oh, suddenly we're in this kind of movie. Whoops! Now we're back to this movie. Yeah, like, you know what? The only I, bridge that works is the scene where Cully is fired. Yeah. like you know that what? That's a good bridge.
1: I was going to say higher, but you know what? Yeah, seven.
0: Yeah, seven. And I get it. I get why you love this movie. You grew up with it. It's Condor Man for you. I get it. Like <laughs> that's, right. that's right. I totally get why. Like you, you wanted to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. is it, it a movie I'm ever going to watch again? I, spoiler alert. The no. The only <laughs> thing.
1: The only thing I'll say. And uh-huh. again, I. This is a different movie than Smoking the Bandit or Cannonball Run or Stroker Ace. There's a there's a there's a depth to this that those movies don't have, which is okay. Those those movies aren't trying to be. This is a no. movie with with a little more bite to it, but.
0: But the bite just is out of left field and confusing and a little They're absolutely forced. fair. Absolutely fair. Oh, yep. Like the stroke, the whole thing her uh Sally Field's father having a stroke. I was just kind of like, did you just need some gravitas in this movie? And like, uh, let's give him a stroke. <laughs> now, this is a nineteen seventy-eight PG rated movie. With there boobs. are
1: there's one set of boobs briefly shown that are lovely. Uh but I'm the nipples
0: think... the nipples are covered. Oh, are they year. covered? Oh, I missed yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to How think. Could yeah i wasn't looking at the. i think i was impressed with the real estate i wasn't looking at the the you know the shed on the lot i was looking at the size of the lot
0: so so just to be just so we're clear nipples are sheds to you Uh,
1: when i'm looking at 40 acres yes
0: yes this is canonical if nipples show up any any time in the rest of this podcast I'm sorry. I'm going to be
1: like, look at those sheds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Her breasts are big sky country. That's a lot of real estate. Uh Holy shit, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um so you've got that that quick topless scene. Um, I'm trying to so there's a couple jokes that are not that uh, are or a couple lines that don't hold up well from a uh, homophobia perspective. The drinking and driving is is certainly not something to celebrate. You can just
0: simply say, "Hey, that's, that's a really stupid thing they're doing." The end yeah. of Yeah. I, I mean, that's why remember, it's PG, I, parental guidance. I don't guidance.
1: think there's a, there's not a fuck in the movie, is there? I don't think no. there is. Yeah. No,
0: because back, back then, uh, a fuck would have fuck gotten with an 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 hour. Hour. got it. Okay. Because there's no, there's no PG 13 yet. Yeah. So PG 13 was 80. When was Red Dawn? 83? 83. 85. That's the first PG 13 movie, is Red Dawn.
1: 84. You 84. The difference. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 that, that And uh, is, that's right. Uh, because of uh temple of doom. That's right. That's right. And Grim that's right. ones. So I think, you know,
1: so I think if you're going to show a Burt Reynolds comedy to your kids, you're not picking this one because no, you're picking it,
0: smoking the bandit.
1: You're picking smoking the bandit or cannonball run, depending on the kid.
0: Cannonball run has a more adult feel to it. It's it. If, if Cannonball Run had been rated when there was PG-13, it would have gotten a PG-13. Oh, yeah. oh
1: agree, agree. It agree. was
0: just simply because there was nothing in between.
1: Yeah, agree. So I don't think there's a whole lot objectionable, depending on the age of the child and the particular child. But again, what I like about this, like, and again, it was that perfect thing. There's a bar fight, but nobody's seriously hurt, and at the end of it, it's, they're friends. It's a
0: slapstick bar fight. It's, it's a slapstick bar know, fight. Yeah. That, no that's really an opportunity for is, lots of people. No yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, Casey, I'm glad. I'm glad you watched that. I've really. I'm glad the- I watched
0: it. I I enjoyed. I you know. I was okay with watching the movie. I enjoyed reminiscing about it in my drive today, thinking about what I wanted to say, and I really enjoyed having this conversation. But that could just be because I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. Well, that's why we have a podcast.
1: That's why a podcast. That's right. Yeah. So, Casey. We've Mm -hmm. talked about so we're doing this live. We haven't rehearsed this, but I feel like we've. Should we just workshop this right here? Because I feel like we can. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah.
0: Our our next theme is going to be we're going to take specific genres. Right. Uh, I think, I think, you know, we landed on the three sci fi, horror, and Western you threw out there, which I thought was pretty exciting. That's, I think that's good. And let's start with horror because westerns are, are are a are a weak spot in my like I've seen some westerns but I'm not like as versed in westerns as say horror um but we're gonna leave it up to you our patreon so our t s p h c is an army yeah should our patreon people be special forces to continue yeah, the theme hundred percent that is so, yep so absolutely. patreon special forces uh <laughs> i'm so <laughs> proud of myself right now <laughs> Well, Tom, um, we're going to leave it to you. Yeah. To figure out what is the best and the worst in the horror genre. That's right. To start. That's right. So, what we'll do so, for each of those
1: genres, we're going to do two movies and we're going to do the bookends. We're going to do the very best and the very worst.
0: Um, and I because we get a lot of feedback that people love it when we do shitty movies. So. Right. And to be fair, I can go love it when
1: we do shitty movies. So uh, I just, well <laughs> I love the talking about. I don't love the watching.
0: I don't love watching them. No. <laughs> um,
1: but I feel like that this will be a fun this will be a fun season. So hey Casey, that's the end of season two for Patreon.
0: That's the end of season two. Yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't do is do that organic of all of our uh handles like we did it did so beautifully in uh dark yeah. rises.
1: Yeah, you know, we I feel like I feel like our next season we come back with is gonna have a different feel. We've already talked about we've we've thanked um Bob Brown, the elder statesman of our podcast, the voice of the Super Pod Hero cast. We've we've thanked him and we're gonna we're gonna um shift how we do Bob's pieces. We've got some other things that we've talked about. So you know I think next coming back next season there'll be some things that feel very different and we'll have it kind of nailed down. Um, we should be on a new platform.
0: Oh, we will. Yep.
1: This so, by,
0: uh, not this episode, but when we move to our, well, obviously this is just not Patreon, the Patreon. Yeah, sure. But obviously if you're a Patreon special forces, you're part of the army, uh, you can't be special forces. If you're that's, not right. The army that's right. That's right. Jesus Christ. That's crazy talk madness. Uh, if you, uh, are, when we do our uh, summer holiday episode with all the fun stuff that just didn't work in the episodes, mm-hmm. that's going to be our first episode that will be on the night shift radio official platform. Yep. So yep. hopefully no one has any technical issues with that,
1: but uh, like if you do, else- reach
0: out to Todd or, or myself yeah. and we'll, we'll figure it out for you.
1: So Casey, if somebody has got some questions or concerns, oh, where yeah. could they you know, how can they get a hold of us?
0: Well, on uh, Twitter, I am not Ryan Casey. On Instagram, I am not dot Ryan Casey. Todd, how about you? Um,
1: so if you're curious about uh, my ramblings, go check out my blog, which is tmpinsyr.com mm-hmm. I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, um, or sure. Instagram or Twitter with the handle at TMP in SYR.
0: You can also email us uh, at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters.
1: Tony. So we certainly want to thank the wonderful Kevin McLeod. He puts Mm -hmm. out a variety of music, which is royalty-free, at his website, incompetech.com. We have used his song, Take a Chance, as our theme song.
0: So that'll do it for the Superpod Herocast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. heroic. The end.
1: Dude. Dude. Season season two two. Patreon in
0: the bag. In the fucking bag. Ah. Nice. By the way, uh, I, I forgot that these were unfiltered beers and how hard unfiltered beers hit me. Feeling pretty good right now, buddy. Okay, right. excellent. Okay, Tony. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> you man. got nothing. I'm uh, half in the bag right now. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> something in there you can use as your opening. Yeah, there'll be. Yeah, there's we'll, lots we'll of good stuff in there. Oh, yeah, the, do- the the stuff that you put in the outtakes folder in our Google yeah. Drive. That's the stuff for the bonus. You,
1: yes. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. I'll, I'm gonna because I'm gonna start piecing that together. Okay. Uh, I was trying to figure out when that's going to go up, and there is in August there is a International Beer Day. I'm like, beautiful. Well, that's the perfect day. Perfect. (laughs) Why wouldn't we?
1: (laughs) That's absolutely.
0: After all, we are
1: guys with beers talking about movies with capes.
0: What are we drinking?
1: So, uh, as usual, uh, went to our number one beer shop. Hang on. What are you
0: doing? (laughs) I gotta like get us to that. I was just saying it for shit. Oh, I thought you
1: were. Oh, I thought it was an alternate uh, entree into the topic. All right. No.
0: All right. That that's the opening right there.
1: <laughs> Got it. Okay. That's yeah. That's the perfect. cold open. That's just perfect.
0: Todd's just ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hello.
1: Holy shit! I forgot about all of that. That's right. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> That's, That's the, the opening. opening. <laughs> that <Okay>. whole section. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. We didn't do any of that, did we? Okay. Nope, we
0: sure didn't. <laughs> we sure did not. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we've had a little bit of a break here. It's been a few weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: That was great. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> All right. Oh, Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the
1: studio. Super- <laughs> but you know, how appropriate for a Hal Needham movie though that you know, the the gag reels at the end, like how appropriate that we're fucking this up?
0: <laughs> do do we all do we both need to laugh like Burt Reynolds? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not chewing gum, I'll tell you that.